This is Brett. And Jason. From Infinite Monkey Games, and you're listening to this freaking show. What's up, everybody? I am Travesty. And I'm Cartoon Joe. And welcome back to another episode of this freaking show. Now part of the FreakNet Studios, it is the weekly podcast with a little bit something and a whole lot of nothing. The same weekly podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. If you're just like me and you're a huge fan of stories and learning about history, you're just not a big fan of reading stories or reading about history, Audible.com is the best place for you to go, with over a thousand titles to choose from right there at your fingertips if you just type in Audible.com. But if you go ahead and go to audibletrial.com backslash freaknet today, you can start your 30-day free trial of Audible. That's right, a 30-day free trial of Audible right to you just by going to audibletrial.com backslash freaknet today. This freaking show is also brought to you by WeAreDapperTies.com. If you want a high-quality knit tie for a low, low price of just $15, head on over to WeAreDapperTies.com and pick yourself up one right now. And if you use the special discount code FREAKIN, that's F-R-E-A-K-I-N, you'll even get free shipping on your order. That's right, a high-quality knit tie and free shipping. Head on over to WeAreDapperTies.com, use the special discount code FREAKIN, that's F-R-E-A-K-I-N, today. Awesome, Joe. Awesome. It's it's. I know. Uh, I know. To some people, unlike myself, because I don't wear ties, unfortunately. But people like you, a tie is a very distinguished article of clothing that you could wear. It is. It, it's, yeah, it gets, it's. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, it's a great way. It's a great way to uh, to augment your look. Yeah. Exactly. It, it gives you a sense of classiness when you wear a tie. You know, it's like indeed. It's like, Right, like like special dinner parties or a fucking prom if you want to go tie and not bow tie and stuff like that. Uh, one of the most important people in the world wears a tie on a regular basis, and that's, of course, the President of the United States. Which, uh, spoiler alert to all you guys, next week here on this freaking show, uh, Cartoon Joe and I are going to get a little bit political as we rank our favorite presidents of the United States. So make sure you check out next week as we do rank our uh, POTUS, if you will. Indeed. Yeah, super excited for that. I'm sure you two, uh, you are as well, Joe. Not you two, well, band, but you too. You know I am always ready to go to bat for Millard Fillmore. So. Right. right. I mean, <laughs> thank God for Millard Fillmore. God bless that man. He, he's, uh, was he the one that had the mutton chops? He had mutton chops. He sounds like I'm a sure he sounds like a mutton chop guy. Uh, yeah, yep. such a mutton chop guy. But we'll find out if he makes our list next week as we go ahead and rank the uh, our favorite presidents of the United States. Um, we're gonna dive into uh, some predictions on some 2020 movie releases and how we think they're going to do on the IMDb ranking. If you guys don't know how IMDb ranks their movies, they do it on a scale of 10, and we're gonna go ahead and do that. We've done it in the past. We had uh, Fear on. In one of our freaky shows a couple years ago, as we ranked some horror movies, and we also had Clint on. 
Um, I think uh, you, me, and Awkward Colin did it a few times where we did based on categories of comedy or action movies. We're just going to go ahead and uh, we're just going to pull out some uh, popular 2020 movies that are supposed to come out. And we're just going to give a prediction on how they're going to do next year. We're returning here with the uh, Value Star Award. And uh, yep. this is the official first show of season four of this freaking show. As we wrapped, uh, wrapped up this freaky show last week. As we took the entire month of October to celebrate Halloween as we do every single year. If you guys haven't had an opportunity to go ahead and listen to that, go ahead and check out all the episodes uh, from the past five weeks as this freaky show has come to an end, which means the freak Joe is gone for the next year until he returns next year to read us more freaky tales. So that means in season four, this is the first episode that Cartoon Joe is here with us. It is good to be back. I'm I'm glad the uh, the old fellow is back under the... Uh bed or closet or wherever he hides i don't even know i, I don't I believe, even know where that guy lives the rest of the year yeah i think he likes to change it up from time to time uh, i believe the lease does go up uh on his dwelling if you will yep. so yeah so cartoon sure. joe since this is uh this is your first episode back on season four um we started a new segment here called that freaking happened uh completely original never been done before so oh, don't man. listen to i know right completely original on our end uh, and basically what we do is uh, we just pick a uh, topic for uh, throughout the week, uh, one of our favorite topics that have happened within the week of our recording. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and do mine, and uh, I'm going to assume that uh, with your intelligence, you'll be able to pull one right out of your ass since you're just hearing about it for the first time right now. Yep. Well, that sounds good. I'm, I look forward to hearing what you have. Excellent. So I'm going to go with something that happened November 3rd, 1993. Uh, it's titled... Polly wants justice. The parrot knew who the murderer was, but would anybody listen? Dot, dot, dot. Jane Gill is murdered in her mansion. Gary Rasp, her business partner and beneficiary of a large life insurance policy, is later arrested. However, the murder victim's African gray parrot kept repeating, Richard, no, 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 which led investigators to Richard Mattoon, a friend of the victim, However, the parrot's testimony was not allowed in court, and Rasp was eventually convicted. Interesting. Yeah, you would think that uh, if the parrot has the ability to talk, he has uh, a voice to be heard. And unfortunately, the courts uh, found uh, the parrot uh, not liable to be a good witness. So uh, it is speculation if Rasp really did the murder or not, but uh, he was convicted of it. And who knows? I believe Richard Mattoon... Uh, Possibly got off scot-free for a murder that uh, a parrot saw him do. That's interesting. So somebody else was convicted for the crime. Yeah. Her so business. They... Gotcha. Yeah, it, it was her business partner who inherited uh, an insurance policy from her death. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's possible he did do it and the bird was an idiot. But uh, we'll never truly know. Fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. We got Joe. I know you got one uh, pondering on your thoughts. I know you're a, a weekly uh, current event kind of guy. Well, you know it. Um, honestly, I'm just I'm having trouble choosing between a few really good ones. But mm -hmm. I'm going to pick my favorite one that has popped up in on this on this day uh, as we're recording on uh, November the fifth. And I just realized it's November fifth, uh, which means, of course, I could uh, we could guy fox it up and and talk about uh, you know the the attempt to blow up Parliament that is the source for uh, the story V for Vendetta, mm. but uh, more much more importantly, uh, actually tomorrow, November sixth, 
1814, uh, Adolf Sax, the inventor of the saxophone, was born. Uh, the saxophone, as you know, is a, uh, a woodwind instrument made of brass. And the, uh, the point of it was basically, uh, hey, what if we put like a, a woodwind mouthpiece on a trumpet? Wouldn't that be neat? And uh, that's how the saxophone was born. So you get the, uh, the lovely mellow tunes of a woodwind instrument with the uh, loud ability to fill a room of a brass instrument, like a trumpet or a uh, trombone, etc. So oh, wow. Adolf Sax. Yep. Now Adolf, is that uh, spelled A-D-O-L-F? It was uh, A-D-O-L-P-H-E. Mm-hmm. So not to be confused with the uh, first name of probably the most horrible person in the fucking world. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Although years before uh, that fellow was uh, a glint in anyone's eye. <laughs> oh, so the saxophone has been around longer than uh, that horrible person has been around. For no shit. Yep. yep. See, to me, uh, whenever I think about uh, instruments and stuff, when it comes to the saxophone, I assume it was a pretty, like, later into the 1900s kind of uh, instrument. I always think, like, you know, violins, maybe some clarinets and stuff, you know, the 1700s, you know, stuff like that. Saxophones, I always thought maybe it happened, like, post-horrible uh, situation. Gotcha. No, it was, uh, oh. I just looked it up. They were... 1814, yeah. Yep. Uh, well, he he was born. The the inventor of them was born in eighteen fourteen. Oh, gotcha. He he wouldn't invent them until eighteen forty six when he was uh thirty no forty two years old, thirty two years old. Bad at math tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's it's dude, it's your it's your first show on this freaking show in about a month, so I don't blame you. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. But, but that's cool. No, but yeah. Now you pre, uh, you were... pre Civil War, which was surprising. Sorry. Anyway. No, you're fine. You were you were in band yourself uh, throughout your high school uh, years, correct? I was. I played multiple versions of the clarinet. Okay, okay, nice. Now, why did you choose the clarinet, Joe? Out of any other uh, instrument that you could have chosen? Uh, honest to God, I picked it because it looked the most like a recorder, uh, which I had <laughs> been playing for several years by the time I joined band. You just wanted to try to find that more classical sounding hot crust buns. Yep. Yep. Now I did find out years later that uh, if I had played the saxophone, the fingerings would have been the same. So really, yeah, different, different, uh, different notes on the clarinet. So oh, jokes on me. Yeah. Well, I, I got. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you. A, I'm gonna give you a, an applause here, Joe. Uh, I know it sounds like nuts slapping, but uh, maybe golf clap, whatever. Mm-hmm. Sure. Either way, uh, <laughs> whatever. I'm gonna applaud you because you really crushed the. Uh, well, that freaking happened on your first try. So I applaud oh, you for you. that, man. Thank Absolutely. <clears throat> Guys, Joe here is gonna give out the first Follow Your Star Award of the season four. But before we do, I just want to remind you all that we do have merchandise available at tpublic.com just by searching TFS. TFS is for this freaking show. If you guys didn't uh, catch that, but tpublic.com, search TFS. It's part of the FreakNet Studio Market. That is joined with uh, Just Freaking Wrestling uh, on that market side. I'm going to get into the gray area here uh, later on in the episode. But we have a lot of merchandise out there where we have a bunch of designs that are available on a plethora of uh, types of merchandise or whatever the fuck, however you want to say it, to where it sounds a lot better than how I try to describe it. But you pick your logo, whether it be the face of car- the cartoon face of Cartoon Joe, uh, one of our many logos. Uh, you can get it on pillows, shirts, sweatshirts, uh, 
uh, tapestries, notebooks, laptop cases, phone cases, buttons, stickers, uh, all available there at tpublic.com just by searching TFS. Go ahead and buy some of your merchandise today. And if you do happen to buy uh, some apparel, clothing, and stuff like that of our show, take a picture of it, post it on our Facebook, and let us know that you are uh, in support of the podcast like I know you guys truly are. Mm-hmm. Right. Seconded. See, even even Cartoon Joe backs me on that. Fuck yeah. <laughs> All right, Joe. Um, let's go ahead and give out the award uh, this uh, this month. Or I guess it's last month, the end of last month, we pushed it off because we needed you back. Freak, yeah. Joe, can't, Freak Joe can't give out the awards. It has to be Cartoon Joe. No, so who is, who is the October winner of the Fire Star Award? Well, I tell you, it, it was something that came in really uh, under the wire. It was it was really surprising to me that these guys win it. Uh, I think for the second time this calendar year, um, they mm-hmm. may also be the the first people to win it twice at all, um, which is really really quite a an impressive accomplishment. Um, uh, David Benioff and. Uh, uh, I forgot the other guy's name, but Weiss, Benioff and Weiss from uh, Game of Thrones. Um, I don't really care what their names are, to be honest with you. I should care, <laughs> but I, I just don't. Um, D&D. Dan, maybe? Maybe it's Dan Weiss. I don't know. Um, uh, sorry, I was thinking of an insult and I lost it right halfway through. Um, these These schmucks, these... Uh, walking testaments to smelly theater farts um, admitted in public that uh, about halfway through the series of Game of Thrones, they they gave up. Um, they never hired any other writers. They never uh, they didn't care about the characters enough to know about their stories. They they eliminated as much of the fantasy from this fantasy story as they could because they wanted to quote unquote appeal to moms and NFL players uh, as though moms and NFL players can't enjoy the most popular show that's ever been on television. Um, Unbelievable to me. And uh, what's, what's really tremendous about it uh, including saying, uh, yeah, that hot, wet fart of a final season that we made uh, was garbage. We knew it was garbage, but we didn't care because we were getting sweet, sweet Disney money. Um, great for them to admit that publicly. I'm really, really <laughs> proud of them. It really takes uh, uh, large cojones to do that. Um, within 24 hours of doing that, they lost that sweet, sweet Disney money. They are no longer making a trilogy for Star Wars. Um, although they are getting ready to make a show for Netflix, but uh, who cares about that? Um, just <laughs> unbelievable. It's 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 really really wonderful uh, that they are such turd burglars. And um, congratulations, guys, for for winning this w- award sarcastically uh, for the second time in a calendar year. I mean, just just astounding work. Uh, thank you for disrespecting me and everybody who who like Game of Thrones. Um, and, and not just the show, but especially the books that we've been reading for, for 20 or more years now, uh, collectively as a fandom. Um, thanks for trolling the fan forums to find ideas for your crappy show and then immediately turning around and, and shitting 
all over everybody who gave you those ideas so that you uh, uh, milk toast. Um, uh, I don't even I don't even know. I can't even think <laughs> of, a, of an insult bad enough for you. Uh, wastes of air. Motherfuckers. Here's <laughs> <laughs> to you. Way to follow your star right down into the ocean. Um, I hope it sinks to the bottom and is never found again. I, I don't understand how they could go out there and say all that and not expect Disney to do something about it. I know, right? Oh. oh, my God. I tell you, there's stones on them. It's just, it's unbelievable. All right. It's like in their head, they're like, you know, we can say what we want because what are they going to do? Replace us? Right. Yes, that's what they're going to do. <laughs> they admitted they, they bluffed their way into the into the job. They were just like, yeah, we don't really know how it's going to end. But they just they made something up on the spot. And HBO was like, yeah, that sounds fine. Ugh, gross. That is, that is cathartic, though. Thanks for giving me the soapbox there. I feel better. Hell yeah, Joe. Nothing nothing I love more than hearing you give a speech on what you're passionate about. Even when that passion is to uh, belittle the creators of King of Thrones twice as they deserve. Yep. But yeah, you are Thank correct. You. This is the first time that somebody has won it twice. And not only that, it's the first time a duo has won it twice. That is true. Yeah. If you, if you recall, Skype also won our award at one point. Oh yeah, I do recall. I do recall. They, as I was saying it, I wondered if they'd won it twice or not, and I couldn't remember. Oh, not yet. They should though. Yeah, right. So, I, although my... I, I am impressed that they've added call recording. I mean that that was a big step up for them. Yeah, I will say I think my favorite Star Award recipient was the guy. Ah, oh, geez, I can't remember what it was, but I think like he wrote Cleveland on his roof, but he didn't live in Ohio. I'm trying to. I can't fully remember. I remember yeah. talking about that. Yeah, to mess with the uh, nests of planes that were coming in, mm-hmm. wherever they were coming into. Yep. So good. Hats off to that guy. Yeah, him and uh, the uh, oh god, was the homeless man down in Purdue? Oh yeah, State Street Steve. Yeah, yeah, he R. was. R. Awesome. Oh, did he pass away? He did. Hmm. Yeah. But uh, before he passed, they did find a, uh, they found out who he was and found out he was a veteran and he, he passed away uh, in a comfortable apartment. So, um, I mean, actually, I think he died in the hospital, but like he had been living in a comfortable apartment for a couple of months. Um, So that's good. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good ending to, to a very familiar comforting face around the Purdue campus. So Yeah, yeah. I mean it, I mean I I didn't know much about him. I know with you going to Purdue you probably have a little more knowledge of what he was. Um I didn't know who he was until he won the award. And I think that's one of the cool things about when we give out these uh, star awards, it it gives light in either a negative or a positive way on a plethora of rant. I don't know why I want to keep using the word plethora, but um, on a bunch of random fucking people, like the guy who writes Cleveland on the top of his roof for no reason, or Skype, or you know the fucking um, King of Thrones. Or is that right? No, what the fuck is it? The fucking it's game. It's Game, game of, Thrones, of Thrones, but game I don't. Of- I don't respect it, so you can call it King of Thrones. Perfect. 
I mean, of course, we got the recipients uh, such as uh, Colin, who won. Uh, Fear and Clint, uh, they mutually won. Uh, I won it myself. Uh, Joe, that just leaves you to give it to yourself. Right. Yeah, it'll happen. Maybe. Fuck yeah. <laughs> One day I'm going to be like, hey, Joe, you got someone for the uh, Father's Son? You'll be like, nope. And I'm like, well, it's you this time, man. Mm-hmm. I, I just want to hear you talk about yourself, too. I'll save it for uh, when I finally go back for the PhD and become a reverend doctor. Is that the plan? That's someday, yeah. Nice. Just a cool title to have. I'm looking forward to it. Nice, nice. You got, you got, you got to use the full name, too. You got to use first, middle, and last name. Ooh, that'd be got fun. To. Got to. Is that, um? now how, how would you go about that? Would that be called doctor, reverend, or how would that work? Uh, it's it's Reverend Doctor. So it'd be the Reverend, Reverend Doctor, Doctor Joseph W. Last yeah, don't name. Use, yeah, don't use last name here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's up there, Cartoon Joe. Yep. That's like Colin, you know, doing his whole new uh, segment, throwing out his last name there, not realizing he did it. Luckily, uh, we have an awesome editor, Derek. Well, shout out to Jer- Derek for being back for another season with us and helping us out. Mm-hmm. Was able to edit that out and here, here. Throw the word awkward in there instead of his last. Oh man, <laughs> so I, good. I'm just glad that I happened to mention something to him when he was doing that, or else he would never really understood uh, the fact that he kind of just gave the whole world his last name. But at the same time, I mean, like, I think to an extent, people know who we are. Yeah, I mean, probably yeah. this point. Yeah, but I mean, who knows? Maybe there's somebody in fucking Indonesia listening to this right now who don't know who I am, and I'm okay with that. Oh, I'm yeah. I don't want anyone in Indonesia to know who I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> only indonesia though like if you live anywhere else i don't care yeah yeah i mean like i'm, I'm fine with paraguay or right. uh or olivia uh, yeah uganda yep yeah budapest i'm kind of cool with um both uh iceland and greenland even though they're uh they're complete opposites of what they truly are yep, yep. canada i guess is fine just because it's an oversized north dakota i'm okay with that Yep, America's hat. Yeah, yeah, true that. I hear um, they really like it when we say that. I, I think so, I think so. Shout out to you, you big-ass Montana. <laughs> All right, Joe, uh, so I mentioned it. Uh, we're going to go ahead and we're going to do some of our INDB prediction rankings and a couple movies. I do have this here. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. I got 15 movies here that I just okay. pulled out. What's coming out 2020. Excellent. Um, I went ahead and just went with ones I think we'll definitely know more about. There were obviously a few others that we would know um, and a few that are completely uh, out of my realm of what they could actually be. But I think I picked up some good ones. Got a couple of remakes, a couple of sequels, a couple of new ones and stuff like that. And uh, you remember how, how we did before? I'm just going to give you the name of it. Um, we're just going to go get a ranking based on 1 to 10. Now, IMDb does do a... Uh, a point, uh, like a like a point five, point eight, six point seven, stuff like that. So, uh, try to be as close as possible because we're going to compare these as we go throughout the next year. And these are from January to December. I just picked a bunch of random ones throughout the entire year, so we'll follow up on these probably uh, in season five, uh, probably November season five and stuff like that to see where we're at. So, uh, try to get as close as you can because this is almost like the Oscars, and you haven't won that either. So that's true. <laughs> all right um and you know what guys you listeners out there you guys can play along too if you want uh just uh give us a point ranking um 
Maybe I'll post the list up on our uh, Facebook page, which is this freaking show, if you want to follow it, and uh, give your own ranking and stuff. Maybe I'll hold on to them, and we'll see how uh, we, it plays out next year. All right, Joe. So the first one I got is the uh, 2020 remake of The Grudge. Mm. Now it is a remake, not a sequel, as far as I'm as far as I know. Right. That's tough because, like, I think movies are a better quality than they used to be, but mm-hmm. I also think that it's a remake that shouldn't have been remade. So I want to give it a five point four. Five point four. Yep. All right. I'm gonna go a little bit higher on it just because I know the Grudge did actually pretty well. Um, and I think I think the nostalgia is really gonna kick in, and kind of like how you talked about. I think like, um, even though like the I think the graphics and the production of it's gonna be a lot better because it's 2020. I'm not sure if that's gonna make any kind of relevance to how badly people are gonna want to see it. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna go a little bit higher. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go 6.2 on this one though. Mm, nice. Yeah. All right. Um. They are remaking the witches. If you remember, I talked about this and uh, during this freaky show. If you haven't, I know you listened to the show because you weren't on it because uh, the freak show was right, right. But uh, but um, Ruol Dahl created mm-hmm. a book called The Witches. They made a movie back in uh, I think it was like the early nineties, nineteen ninety, somewhere around there. Well, now they're yeah, remaking. Yeah, I remember it seeing it. Okay, so they're, they're remaking it in twenty twenty. Um, what uh. What, uh, what's your feelings on this? I I feel like that one was made long enough ago that people of our age remember it and will probably take their kids to go see it. And I think Roald Dahl is enough of a of a nostalgia factor for most people. I'm going to give this a pretty high rating. I'm going to say eight and a half. Really, eight and a half, man. Okay, I mean, I, I, I that's that's good. It's good. Eight point five. Um, uh, geez, I think that might be even a little bit higher than what I would have given it. Man, that's that's pretty fucking high. Um, but you're right. I mean, like we're looking at like twenty twenty. I mean, this is almost thirty years mm-hmm. since the first one. I mean, it is thirty years since the first one came out. Um, I want to see if I can look up and see who's gonna be in the. Uh... Ooh, I hadn't even thought about looking up who'd be in it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think it's supposed to be like some pretty popular ones, and I wish I put these in the exact order that way I could find it. It's gotta be October, right? You'd think. Know. It would have to be. Let's see your bio. Da, 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 ba, da, da, da. This is what people look for. Ooh, Anne Hathaway. Oh, dang. Stanley um, Tucci, Octavia Spencer. Woo. Yeah. So, uh, twenty twenty. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go opposite of you then uh, from the last one. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be an 8.5. Uh, and Hathaway's good. Um, I think there's gonna be some nostalgia here, but I, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go 7.6. Mm, that's a good. That's a solid. That's a solid. Pick. Yeah. I mean, uh, I will, remind me one day. I want to look at uh, IMDb and see if they ever give anything a 10. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think they're ever going to though. Uh, Bad Boys for Life. It's a sequel to the Bad Boys movies. I believe it's the third in the uh, series. Obviously, Will Smith and um, Martin Lawrence are gonna make their returns to it. Uh, let's see here. Oh, let's see here. Bad Boys and Bad Boys Two may both be rotten, but they live in the hearts of many action fans as exemplary buddy cop flicks. 
They both have an uh, audience score of 78% on Rotten Tomatoes, while original director Michael Bay is not coming back for Bad Boys for Life. Producer Jerry Bruckheimer is overseeing the film. So I'm gonna get mine first. If that's okay, I don't want people. Yeah, to please think do, I'm, please do. Yeah, I don't. I don't want people to think I'm cheating by just basing mine off what you said. So what? What we for? I'll do the next two. Uh, I'll do be the first on the next two. Uh, Bad Boys. I think there is a nostalgia there. I think people really do like you know, like they said, Buddy Cop. I think people do like cop movies. Will Smith has been doing a lot of movies lately, such as Aladdin and stuff like that. Still keeping himself re- uh, relevant. That Gemini movie um, seems pretty interesting. Uh, as far as bad boys, I I'm probably I'm gonna go seven point eight. That's really not, high. Not to be confused with the seventy eight percent. It's just a fucking coincidence. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, go eight. I, I was gonna go eight, but I, didn't, I think that's way too high. But I think I think seven point eight is gonna be good. I think I think you're right. I'm actually I'm gonna go a little bit lower, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna do uh, I'm gonna say seven point six. Seven point six. Yeah, because I just Will Will Smith hasn't like Gemini Man was apparently terrible. Um, I've I've heard of some people who saw it who didn't did not like it, um, and I think that Will Smith has done a lot of stinkers the last few years, and I just I don't expect it to be good. Do you know he was supposed to be in the Matrix? I did not know that. Yeah, that would I heard he's so different. I heard he turned it down to do uh, Wild Wild West. <laughs> I now I love Wild Wild West, but I know it was not nearly as critically acclaimed as The Matrix. No, well, even he even he said he uh, regretted it because somebody he was he was uh, walking some carpet for some awards show, and they asked him if there was any uh, offers that he, or any movies he was offered that he didn't take that he regrets, and he said, "Yeah, I probably would have gone ahead and done Matrix instead of Wild Wild West." And I don't I don't know how because he, he it's the Keanu Reeves character. Whatever the, I've never seen right. him on Matrix, so I don't know what the hell his character's name is. Neo. Uh, Neo. So, I mean, I who knows what that movie would have been like, but at the same time, who knows what that would have done for Keanu Reeves. Yeah, right? Uh, so interesting. Yeah. All right. Uh, in June of 2020, June 5th of 2020, Wonder Woman 1984 is being released. Uh, Gal Gadot is coming back. Uh, Chris and Wig's going to be in it. Chris Pine. Uh, as villain Cheetah, Chris and Wig is the uh, villain, which that's going to be interesting. Climbs aboard Wonder Woman sequel, which sees Gal Gadot returning to her Amazon princess role that capulated the first film uh, to a $412 million box office, certified 92%. Uh, The action is set during the Cold War in the 80s and finds Chris Pine reappearing as Wonder Woman's love interest, Steve Trevor, despite his apparent death in the first film. Uh, DC, I think, is making a huge comeback. Uh, from those uh, recent, like, or not recent, but like some of those Batman movies and some of those Superman movies. But I think they, now they got that more dark thing going and the Justice League happening. Uh, I have high hopes for this one. Um, I don't know if it'd break. Not, it may, man. I'm going to take a risk. I'm going to go 9.2. That's, man, I that's, think that's about really- where I want to put it. Yeah, because I, I thought they'd be extremely high for MDB. I see IMDB being very, very, like, anal about their scores. But, I mean, Wonder Woman is, I mean, outside of Marvel, Wonder Woman is the only, like, female hero, like, movies out there. Mm-hmm. So, I think I think, I think nine, nine, I think 9.2 may be too high, but if anything, it deserves a 9.2. Yeah, I, I wanted to give it a 9. 
But then I went and I looked at the last Wonder Woman's rating. It's only mm-hmm. a 7.4. Ooh, really? Yeah. And I, I think that it's mostly because a lot of people just didn't like it because like, oh, there's a woman on the screen. Oh, I don't like that. Um, and to them, I say, go home, you freaking nerds. Don't <laughs> well, don't watch movies then. And I think I think this one's gonna have to be different because I mean this is following the Justice League, so they saw not only Wonder Woman once again, but you know they now they kind of settled into it. This is based on the Cold War, which people love the fucking Cold War in those eighties and some of that. I like I said, yeah. I think I think nine point two may be extremely high, but I think there's gonna be a movie that deserves it. Yeah, I I really want to give it a nine. Uh, just I loved the first one so much. Mm-hmm. That's what I would personally rate it. But since we're playing playing the IMDb game, I'm going to give it an eight. An eight uh, I think that's yeah. I, I'm going to give it an yeah. even eight, an eight point Okay. Now, now this isn't the Price Is Right. This isn't who gets closer without going over. No, I know. I know. Okay, just just you. checking. If this, this if this comes out to an eight point seven, that's me. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, we should turn this into the Price Is Right. Fuck it. <laughs> All right, here's one that I'm actually really excited about, and you should be too. Uh, a remake of Doctor Doolittle, uh, played by Robert Downey Jr. I am so baffled by this one. I'm not going to lie to you. After a pair of poorly received films starring Eddie Murphy, Robert Downey Jr. is ready to take up the mantle of Doctor Doolittle in a new screen adaptation directed by Stephen Gagan. Ga- I don't fucking know. Mm. Uh, this film will be based more on the second book by author Hugh Lofting and will be and it will co-star Antonio Banderas and Michael Sheen with the voices of Tom Holland, Marion Cordillard, Selena Gomez, John Cena, Emma Thompson, and more. Man, that's a good cast. Mm-hmm. The the problem is is that I don't think it's a movie that I would like, so it's hard for me to rate it high. Um, well, they I, got they got to put this more towards kids, right? This is gonna be more of a PG, like absolutely take your child to the movie kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna give it. Uh, I'm gonna give it an eight point three. Oh shit! Because I think I think parents of children are gonna like it a lot. Because I think kids are gonna like it a lot. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go 7.1. Nice. That's solid. Yeah. I just, I don't, I don't understand, like, because I'm going to assume this is not going to, it can't be a sequel or it's not even like a remake. It's just an alternative kind of yeah. do little. And I, I guess I'm just playing like how IMDb, IMDB will portray it. I mean, yeah, they got a lot of big name guys on here and stuff like that, but that's it's true. John Cena. God. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Dun, 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 no time to die. We'll come back to that one. Top. I know uh, Top Gun's the next one, but I want to find it's Top Gun something else. I just want to get the actual name of it. If I can find, find it. I forgot that there was a Top Gun. Yep. Top Gun Maverick. Sequel. Tom Cruise, Jennifer Connelly, John Hamm. Val Kilmore, Jay Ellis, Miles Teller, Tomason McKenzie, and Monica Barbero. 
Great Balls of Fire, we're getting a Top Gun sequel after 31 years. Not a whole lot is known about the movie, except that the filmmakers have recruited a cast of some of the most in-demand young actors in Hollywood, including Miles Teller, who will play Goose's son, and leave no traces to Mason McKenzie, and that Val Kilmer is officially back as Iceman. And as the trailer released during Comic-Con promises, it will again feature Tom Cruise riding motorcycles, Playing volleyball and flying jets like a madman. Mm. 31 years since we got a Top Gun movie. I'm so torn because I, I know it's such a beloved property and such a and and I hope that if you wait that long, you're you're gonna do it right. Mm-hmm. But I really wanna say that I think it's going to be uh six point eight. Now wait now now before you settle on six point eight, remember, Tom Cruise is playing volleyball. Yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm still settling low. <laughs> six point eight. Yep. I you know I'm kind of in the same ballpark you are. I think this is going to be like one of those overhyped movies that is going to end up shooting himself in the foot. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seven even. I'm gonna say seven nice. even. On that one. Nice. I think, uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's just going to remind us how old Tom Cruise is. Oh, God. Fucking... <laughs> Especially when he's playing volleyball. Right? <laughs> Sonic the Hedgehog, man. Oh, God. Now, what was the issue they had with the way he looked? Like, he so just... about that. Uh, so many things. Um, mostly, he just, they were trying to make him look realistic. And they overdid it to the point where it looked like a horrifying child in like a blue onesie. <laughs> um, yeah, it just it it just it was just wasn't. I don't know. It was just terrifying looking from his eyes to his teeth to his skin to the shape of his body. It just was not right. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, the first trailer for this adaptation of the classic video game famously drew the ear, the ire, I-R-E, is that ire? Ire. Mm-hmm. Ire of Sonic fans around the world prompting the studio to announce that it will be updating the look of the character. This led to a pushback from the original 2019 release date. But on the plus side, those same fans were all about Jim Carrey as villain Dr. Robonik. He does look really good yeah. in that role. Uh, see here. Uh, two, two, two. This is me. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say it's over height. I'm going to say this is six point four. Mm. Man, I think I think you're right in the right ball, ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to give it more points because they did decide to list and try to fix it. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna give it a six point seven. Six point seven. Because I still think it's gonna be a bad movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like overall, I mean, when push comes to shove, you're making a movie based on a creature that just ran a path collecting rings. I mean, it's like making yep. a Donkey Kong movie. Like, I don't understand yeah. it. And there's um, really only, and I, and I can't even remember what movie it is, but there's only really been one good video game movie ever. Was it Mortal Kombat? Um, was it Mario? No, it wasn't. No. I, I can't remember which one it was. It came out recently, and I just, I've forgotten. Was it Pixels with Adam Sandler? Oh, God, no. <laughs> that was a good movie. You didn't like that movie? 
Oh, I didn't see it, but I heard it was terrible. Oh no, it, it was it was an Adam you're, Sandler movie. You're the only person I've talked to who said it was good. Did you ever see the movie uh, Bedtime Stories? No. Did you ever see Click? No, actually, I didn't see Click. Did you ever see Waterboy? Yes. Okay, it's not like that though. But, ooh, okay, have you seen Grown Ups? No. Dude, fucking watch an Adam Sandler movie. I've seen lots of I, I see, I've seen lots of his old stuff. Uh, Adam Sandler died for me with Punch Drunk Love. Yeah, but you can't base it on Punch Drunk Love, man. Oh, it was just that's, so bad. That's like all these people who bastardize Mike Myers because of fucking the Love Guru. That's fair. That's a fair fair comment. Right. And I mean, like, and he put out such great movies. All of a sudden, you're going to say that he's dead because of it? Or what? Yep. Good in Cuban Jr. And uh, what the fuck was that movie that killed him? Rat Race or some shit? Or... Oh, God, a Rat Race. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was so bad. Right. All I'm saying is give Sandler a chance. If anything, if anything, I'm not sure. Have you seen his acoustic uh, song about Chris Farley? Did you check that out? Have you seen that? I don't think I have. When we're done tonight, go on YouTube and look up Adam Sandler, Chris Farley. It's uh, it's a song that he does during his Netflix uh, comedy special. It's a very good song about Chris Farley and about his life and uh, their friendship and all this stuff. It's a very good fucking uh, song. So when we're done tonight, before you lay your head down to bed, Look it up and listen to it tonight when we're done. Because I'm going to want you to either message me or text me and say, wow, that was awesome. Because it's going to hit you in the feels. It hit me in the feels, man. It made, right. me, it made me miss Chris Farley. And I wasn't really old enough to really know what kind of person Chris Farley was. But it got me in Fair the feels. Yeah. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Hmm. Hmm. Let's see here. Uh, it's the showdown we've been waiting for since 2014. Godzilla, who has proven he let's see here, director Adam Wingward, who has proven he knows how to provide the thrills with the guest and your next, helmed the cinematic entry in Warner Brothers MonsterVerse series, which continues in 2019 with Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Who will win when these giant ape take on the king? When this giant ape takes on the king. Um, I'm going to say this is a huge fucking nerd movie. Uh, what was I? One, two, three, you, me, you, me. This is me. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Godzilla. I fucking hate Godzilla and any Godzilla movie that's out there. Uh, Cloverfield uh, is in that same category. I saw Skull Island. I kind of liked it. King Kong, not really a big fan either. But I know this is definitely like a geek, a nerd kind of movie. Uh, I'm going to go 8.4. Uh, I'm looking up uh, the the most recent movie before that, uh, which came out earlier this year, was Godzilla King of the Monsters. Yeah. It only has a 6.1. Yeah, but this is different, man. This is now taking on King Kong. I mean, what was the the rating of uh, Kong Skull Island? What was that rating? Uh, Let me look. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and pull that up. Cause I want I want to factor in three different uh, ratings. So we got Godzilla, so it's about a six. And where's uh, Kong at? Uh, six point six. Okay, now look up Freddy versus Jason. <laughs> Let's see what that That's rating a is. Solid triangulation. Yeah, right, right, right. Monster versus monsters. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it factors all together. So we got we got six and six as twelve. And what are we looking at for Freddy versus Jason? 
A 5.7. Okay, so we're looking at a 17. So, yeah, roughly about, yeah, I guess roughly about a 6, about 5.8, somewhere in there. If, uh, if I guesstimated my, my, my math properly, but. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I, I think mean, I'm, I'm going to give it, oh, do, would you like to revise down? No, no, I'm going to stick with 8.4, but I think the nerds okay. are going to really crush this fucking movie. Gotcha. I'm I'm going to, well, I may personally really like this movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be, uh, I'll give it a 7.1. 7.1? Yep. I think one of the biggest factors, too, is like as we look at these ratings and everything, we don't know the length of these movies. Right. And I think I think that really factors into what these uh, scores are going to be if the movies drag on way too long or if they're not long enough. Like I think looking through all these, they, these movies are going to average like a normal length movie. I think somewhere around an hour, forty five minutes, give or take. Uh, yeah. When it comes to like the witches, I think the original witches movie is maybe about an hour. Yeah, and I think it was that's really all short. you really. Yeah, and that's all you really need for a movie like that. Mm-hmm. When you look at um, Godzilla vs. Kong, I think depending on the story you're trying to tell, because they don't need an origin uh, movie. They've done enough Godzilla and Kong movies. They don't need to focus on the origin. They just need to bring them together. Which, I mean, I think when you sit there and focus on it, like, how do you get... Because Godzilla is, what, Japan? Mm-hmm. And then Kong is either on Skull Island or fucking New York or some shit. So it's really yep. on where do they start and how do they meet. Right. Um, because I, I... Did you see the Godzilla movie? No, I haven't okay. seen a Godzilla movie since Matthew Broderick was in one. All right, because I haven't seen the Godzilla movie. Again, not a big Godzilla fan, but I think from my understanding was uh, the world was invaded by a bunch of monsters, and they unleashed Godzilla to Ooh. fight him. Right? I think that's what the premise is, is. If I'm wrong, then I'm wrong, but I think that's what happened. So now I was trying to like, who's the good guy and who's the bad guy? Mm-hmm. You know, and who is there to fight off who? That's, I think that's what it's going to come down to. But also at the same time, I mean, we saw Kong get shot down from the Empire State Building by fucking, like, planes and, you know, I mean, what the fuck could kill Godzilla? So, who knows right. how one-sided it is. I'm The only thing I am interested to see is how they compare sizes between Kong and Godzilla. Yeah. I think that's going to be an interesting thing. Otherwise, I could give two shits about either one. Uh, we got The Internals. Uh, Marvel movie coming out. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can find the information on that, which there's really nothing to really base it out of because you can't consider it an Avengers movie. You can't consider it, you know, anything. Right. There's nothing. There's nothing to compare it to. So uh, I don't know where the internals are at on this list. I really should have put these in fucking order instead of just randomly picking and choosing. But hey, I know who I am. You can't stop me. What? Anyway, it's the internals. Um. Joey, what can you tell me anything about the internals? Or are we kind of just uh, stuck here? Oh, never mind. I found it. I, I found can't. it. I have no, no I found idea about it. it. I Go found ahead. the internals. I found the internals. All right. So we're going to have Angelina Jolie, Selma Hayek, Kumail Nagiani, uh, Gemma Chan, uh, Chan, Richard Madden, Kit Harrington, and Brian Tyree Henry. It's released in November of 2020. The second film of the Marvel's four stage goes cosmic again. With the internals, uh, the first one being the Black Widow movie, which we will get to here in a minute. Uh, much of the cast was announced in a bits and pieces, bits and pieces with a big reveal at Comic Con 2019, and a key addition made in August. In brief, the Eternals are powerful immortals who help shape the humanity and history of Earth. And the cast includes a lot of big names: Angelina Jolie, Samahaya, Kumal Najiani, 
couple of Game of Thrones kings, Richard Madden and Kit Harrington, plus director Chloe Zhao, is no slouch herself. She had one of 2018's best-reviewed films in The Raiders. We'll just have to see how well she makes the transition to big-budget, special-effect-driven blockbusters. All right. So The Eternals, it's a Disney movie, it's a Marvel movie. Uh, this uh, this one's <clears throat> you, man. What's, uh, yep. what's your ranking? I... Mm, it's tough. Marvel Marvel movies have been consistently getting better since they've been coming out on average. And mm. this one is a weird enough, out there enough property like Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. that I don't think a lot of people will have very many expectations going into it. Okay. So I'm going to rate it fairly. I'm going to give it an eight. Um, I, I think, yeah, and, and even 8.0, yeah. Because I, I think it's going to be really good, and I think people are going to really like it because they're not really going to know what to expect. Okay. Um, to use your logic, as you just said, um, it's new. It's new for everyone. There is no Captain America. There is no, from what we understand, there is no Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Black Widow, Hawkeye. From what I can see, these, this is completely different. It's it, it's just like Guardians of the Galaxy came out. Right. Um, I don't know if it would be Guardians of the Galaxy-like. Uh, I'm going to put this one, I'm going to go 7.4. Mm, I want to go. I want to go seven point two, but for some reason the the number four stuck out. So I want to go with that. That's just, yeah. You gotta trust your gut. Yeah. Uh, Quiet Place two sequel, obviously to the original uh, Quiet Place, the first horror movie directed by John Krasinski. Uh, his wife Emily Blunt uh, acted in it. She's going to be in the sequel as well. I have not seen hmm. the Quiet Place, but I heard it was good. Yeah, I, I haven't seen it either. I've only heard good things, though. Yeah, I heard it got a pretty good rating for what it was. And it for being a very silent movie, was very terrifying for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what, uh, where are you at with uh, The Quiet Place 2? So what was, I, what was the rating on the first one? Oh, let me look. Yeah, go ahead and look. I uh, might, we just might as well keep it consistent, right? Yeah. Hope while, I'm, cheap. while I'm looking, I can say uh, uh, I don't really understand horror movies that have sequels. Yeah. I think that's weird. You, you don't, you don't uh, 7.5. See, 7.5 is really huge, and congrats to John Krasinski for getting a 7.5 in his first horror movie. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I like him. Even even as Jim from The Office, good guy. Yeah, I'm big. I'm big John not Krasinski. a Not a big fan of uh, that one fucking movie that he was in with... Uh, Robin Williams, like the vows or something like that. That was kind of goofy. Oh man, I don't even know what you're talking about. But yeah, it was an old fucking. It's a funny movie, but it's just like really random. He was also huh. in Leatherheads with George Clooney. Oh, so weird. He, yeah, and then um, oh god, fucking that uh that um uh that uh, Amazon Prime show. Uh, yeah, Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan. Good. That's a good one. So he he he's very broad in what he could play. Mm-hmm. And 7.5 is amazing for him. Um, but yeah, no, I'm kind of the same place as you. I don't understand like horror movies that have sequels. Yeah, like, I just, I don't. Fucking, uh, what else is there to say is my, my mm-hmm. question. Yeah, White Noise 2. Come on now. Yeah. 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 But uh, what, I, what do you I want? will say, mm-hmm. I, I understand it if it's like like with Paranormal Activity, where it's a different family and, and things yes. like that. I, I'm confused that like Emily Blunt is in it again, which means that most of their family is probably in it again. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Uh, but so I'm I'm gonna rate it lower. I'm gonna give it. I think people are gonna go in being like, "Oh, the first one was so good," and they're gonna be disappointed. I'm gonna give it a six point nine. Six point nine. Mm-hmm. I think it's still gonna be fine. I just think it's gonna be worse than what people wanted. Mm. I'm gonna go lower. I'm gonna go six point two. That's fair. That seems yeah. fair to me. Yeah, I I think I think it's gonna be overhyped based on the first one, and people are like, mm-hmm. eh. So, uh, live action Mulan. We all know the uh, story of Mulan, the little Asian girl who uh, went as a man to the army to replace her father, who was too old to participate. Uh, ended up uh, taking out the uh, the Huns on her own. Uh, had a dragon with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if I could uh, pull up. I mean, fucking witches, man! I can't wait for that movie to come out. Oh, see here. Right here, right now. I don't know why that's stuck in my head right now, but it fucking is. Dune. It's not wild. I'm so far off. Anyways, uh, Mulan. Uh, Joe, uh, what, uh, what are you thinking? I'm thinking um, it's going to be a little different than the original cartoon, but they are telling a more true to the, the actual Chinese legend it's based on story. Mm-hmm. And I'm really interested in that. I think it's going to be really good. Uh, and so I'm going to I'm going to base my guess based off of the the Beauty and the Beast one, whichever which most people really liked at seven point two. Um, I'm going to give this one a seven point oh. Give it an even seven. An even seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Okay, Joe. Okay. Okay, Joe. Okay. <laughs> um. It's Disney. It's live action. Uh, female character as lead character. Uh, twenty twenty. Uh, I'm gonna go seven point five on it. I think. Nice. I think. A, I think a lot of people really want, and I think people are a huge fan of Mulan. I think when it comes down to yeah. it, a lot of the, because I mean, I think she's like the unmentioned Disney princess. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> That's fair. Um, yeah. Uh. Here's another sequel to a movie I've never seen. Bill and Ted Face the Music. Ooh. All right. Yeah, Kanye Reeves is coming back. Yeah, I'm really... I, this is one I'm really torn on. Because uh, it could either be really, really good uh, or it'll be, uh, as yet another sequel no one asked for, really, really bad. Um, but yeah, Keanu Reeves is really riding a wave. Yeah, but they're all John Wick movies. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure fucking Bill and Ted isn't a John Wick esque kind of movie. So, I mean, how's it gonna. Not even close. Yeah. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, Samara Weaving, Jillian Bell, Kristen Schaal, Anthony Kerrigan, Bill S. Preston, Esquire, and Ted Theodore Logan have all grown up, but their time traveling adventures aren't over yet. And this decade later sequel, decades later sequel, the goofy duo are visited by someone from the future who tells them they must create a song to save the world. Will the wild stallions be up for the task? Of course they will. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I mean, is that some kind of reference to the fucking first couple ones? I think so. Okay. I've never seen it, so I don't know. I've never seen um, the second one. I really enjoyed the first one. Uh, County Reeves, I think Bill and Ted is such a, uh, it's a cult classic, as you would say, Joe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to put this one around. Uh, I'm going to go 7.5 again, at least for this one, too. That's I'm I'm going to agree with you. That 7.5 is right where I was going to go. 7.5? Okay. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think it's a cult classic. I think mm-hmm. uh, I think we're we're especially in 2020. We're gonna want something that's a little bit more mindless entertainment. And and Keanu Reeves is is historically the perfect actor to deliver that. Yeah, so. and <clears throat> I think it does give you a break from like the Marvel movies and the horror movies and everything mm-hmm. that people seem to be so dead on oh, creating yeah. like more and more. Yep. Um, I believe this next one is a. Uh, James Bond movie, if I can find the information on it real quick, as I should. Oh, I know I'm getting closer. I know I'm getting closer. God damn it, man. I'm not close at all. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking, you're fucking remaking a Candyman, but we're not going over that one. Uh, Fast Furious 9, we're not going over that one. Legally Blonde 3, nope. Ooh, David Copperfield, fuck. Black Widow, we're going to get to here in a couple. Here we go. No Time to Die. Daniel Craig returns as James Bond. Um, the 25th James Bond movie. I didn't even know there was 25 of them. I did not either. Uh, let's see here. Daniel Craig returning for his fifth and presumably final turn as 007. He joined by series regular Ralph Finesse, Naomi Harris, Rory Kinnear. Ben Whishaw, as well as returning actors played by Leah Sudeau and Jeffrey White. Recent Best Actor winner Rami Malik is reported to play the villain, while it's resumed Captain Marvel's Lashana Lynch will play the newer 007, who may have to relinquish her famous code number back to Bond when he comes out of retirement. Hmm. Um, I've never seen any James Bond movie. They don't look like to be appealing to me. I watched I Spy. I believe it's the same thing. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, so, No Time to Die, James Bond. I think because they made 25 of them, obviously they're doing something right. But at the same time, there's 25 of them. Um, he's no Sean Connery. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go 6.8. Yeah, that seems fair. Um, yeah, I might give it... I mean, it's Bond. It's Daniel Craig in, in his last turn in the suit. Uh, I'm going to say... S- I'm going to give him a 7.3. 7.3? 7. Yep. <clears throat> All right, Joe. Black Widow. Scarlett Johansson. Florence Pugh. If you guys don't know who Florence Pugh is, she played Paige, the WWE star in the movie uh, Fighting With My Family. Great movie. Definitely recommend you checking it out. Uh, the first Marvel property to kick off Phase 4 will be this prequel focusing on Scarlett Johansson's Natasha Romanoff. We don't quite know what the story surrounding the character will be, but we do know she'll be joined by David Harbour, Rachel Wise, and rising star Florence Pugh, among others. And who knows? Maybe Jeremy Renner's Hawkeye will make an appearance. What do you right. think, Joe? I am so annoyed that this movie's even being made. Right now. Like, it should have been made two years ago. It should have been made a long time ago. Yeah. I think this should have been made right around the time where Scarlett Johansson showed up in Iron Man 2. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I I think that's fair. Because the fact that you're making a prequel to a character that we know died in Endgames... Spoiler alert, if you haven't seen seen Endgames, I'm sorry I spoiled it for you, but it's been out, what, a year now? And is, like, the most seen movie of all time. Yeah, so... (laughs) Fucking Black Widow dies. Yeah. So there we go. Yeah. Guess what? Thanos does too. Right. Um, 
I I honestly I have so little interest in seeing this movie. But it's a good it's going to be a Marvel movie. It's got David Harbour in it who I enjoy. Uh it sounds like Jeremy Renner is going to be in it. Um I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm going to give it a uh uh 7.4. Low for a Marvel movie, but high it'll be fine. I think one of the biggest things they want to see is that inside joke between Hawkeye and Scarlet Witch was about Budapest. Oh yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, um, I'm 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 where you're at, Joe. Uh, I I was I was gonna say about seven point six. Uh, I'm gonna go with seven point six because I I feel you're right on the money on pretty much what you said. Like it it seems pretty low for what a Marvel movie is, but it's like I said, fucking we saw the character die. This movie should have been made. Probably somewhere somewhere around at least Civil War. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, they, they really missed the opportunities to put this out there. And I don't know if that has to do with Scarlet Witch wanting more money or the fact that they just ran out of fucking time. But it's also kind of goofy how this kicking off Phase 4. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. So, I mean, I... I'm not sure if this is gonna have any relevance into what Phase Four brings. If that means Scarlett Johansson is gonna replace Black uh, Black Widow as we move forward, but this, I mean, if anything, they could have fucking put Captain Marvel at the beginning of Phase Four, but I mean, yeah. I guess you really needed her to make the Avengers Endgame make sense or something. I don't. Right. Uh, yeah. This is definitely out of source. Which, granted, all Marvel movies were made in different like fucking like time periods and how you have to like rearrange them to understand the storyline. But this is a completely new phase that they're starting out with a character that died at the end of the last one. Right. So I don't know how many times I can say black widow died, but she did. Right. It makes this movie so irrelevant in yeah. so many ways. So I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. All right. Last one, Joe. Ghostbusters. All right. I am looking forward to this one. Because uh, I like that there's a, the, the returning cast. I'm excited about that. Um, I don't know if it's a movie we needed, uh, but I love I love Bill Murray. I love Dan Aykroyd. Um, I love that other guy who's coming back. I think it'll be fine. I think it'll be a good movie. Uh, I'm gonna give it a solid. Uh, do, you want, do, you seven... me, do you want me to read? Do you want me to read about it first? Yeah, please. That'd be great. Okay. First off, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you who they list as starring in it. Okay. Uh, Carrie Coon, Finn Wolfhard, McKenna Grace, and Paul Rudd. So they don't mention anything about Aykroyd or Murray. Oh, weird. Just so I heard know. they were coming back. Okay. Uh, so Jason Reitman, who's going to be directing it, uh, he's going to direct the sequel to the original Ghostbusters franchise, unrelated to the all-female reboot. Uh, we still don't know much about the story that will be, but as casting new trickled in, we did learn that Finn Wolfhard and McKenna Grace will play a brother and sister with Carrie Coon as their single mother and Paul Rudd is in the film in an undisclosed role. We're still waiting on word if, as Sigourney Reaver stated in an interview, the remaining original Ghostbusters will appear in the film. Oh, I see. Yeah, rumored. Yeah. Is that? Yeah, so, <coughs> so it is a sequel to the original Ghostbusters, but it's still up in the air if Aykroyd and Murray are going to be in it now. That's going to change the ratings drastically if it's not Aykroyd and Murray. I agree with you. I agree that it would change so, it drastically. And this is one of the reasons. This is one of the reasons I want this to be the last one because this is going to be a big thing. Do you want to bring it 
based on Murray and Ackroyd being in there or based it on it not? Because it's kind of like when you look at Blues Brothers. Like, Blues Brothers 2000, it was fucking John Goodman, not John Belushi. I mean, unfortunately, because he passed away. Right. So it's like, it's like, how do you want to rank it? You're going to say, okay, well, if Ackroyd and uh, Murray are in it, that's going to be an 8.9. But if they're not in it, it's going to be a 6. So this is why it's the last one. This is probably the biggest one that you have to make that judgment call because we only get one rating. It's not either or rating here. Right. Uh, and I agree with you. I think, yeah. Uh, I'm going to I'm gonna rate it based on them. I'm going to assume they're going to be in it. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give it, a, because because they're going to be in it, I'm going to give it an 8.4. 8.4? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm. Okay. I'm going to say they're going to be in it. I'm going to say it's going to be more of a cameo thing. Almost like a... uh, Like a Stan Lee in the Marvel movies, but a little bit longer. I don't think they're going to have uh, definitive roles. I think they're just going to make like a brief appearance into it, which I think will bring nostalgia to it. But because we're in the age of social media and internet, I think people are going to talk about their presence in it before people actually go to see it and may deter people in the slightest. Um, I don't think it's going to change how IMDB sees because the biggest thing too is we got to keep in mind that we're going to look at how IMDB sees it's not how the fans see it. Right. Um, I'm mm. All right. I'm going to say this one. I'm going to give this one a straight seven. Ooh, I, 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 right. I, still, I still think because there's such a high hope on it being better than the all-female cast, but at the same time, I don't think that it would do great if it's not like a Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd main character uh, Ghostbusters. Mm. So, yeah. But, uh, but no, we got it, yo. That's our that's our fifteen movies that uh, we are predicting for twenty twenty. Who knows? Maybe uh, maybe we'll do another list, you know, sometime here in the future. We'll get a couple of the other ones. Because, I mean, that's just because I have a list of uh, movies here doesn't mean necessarily that there's not going to be something else announced or something else changes and stuff like that. Um, but we'll get to that. And um, just reminded everyone, next week we are ranking our presidents. We are getting political here on the show next week. And we're doing it for the fans. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, guys, as I mentioned uh, earlier in the show, we are part of FreakNet Studios, which is a... Uh, a collaboration network as uh, comprised of this freaking show, Just Freaking Wrestling, and The Gray Area. So make sure you check out all three of these uh, podcasts on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Podbean just by searching This Freaking Show, Just Freaking Wrestling, and The Gray Area. And that's D-A-G-R-A-A-R-E-A, hosted by the Sarge. Uh, Sarge has been on the show here with me, so you know who he is. If you had a chance to listen to Just Freaking Wrestling, I co-host that with Dizzle J. And, of course, this freaking show here with Man Cartoon Joe. So make sure you check out all three podcasts as we come together on FreakNet Studios, which make sure you follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at This Freaking Show. And make sure you like us uh, on FreakNet Studios on both Instagram and Facebook as well. But, of course, we're not the only podcast out there. Because Cartoon Joe. Yes. There we go. Every week our listeners can catch Cartoon Joe here on This Freaking Show. But that's just one episode a week of This Freaking Show where Cartoon Joe is a part of it. Now, I know a lot of people out there are kind of like me. And an hour of Cartoon Joe a week just isn't enough. So what can we do for our fans to get them more Cartoon Joe? Well, 
If you need more Cartoon Joe, you can head on over to the GeekCast Live podcast at violentpress.com. You can also find us on Facebook, iTunes, Google Play, and Twitter by searching GeekCast Live. Nice. Joe, what are you freaking thinking about? I am freaking thinking about a book I picked up at Half Price Books called Wastelands. Okay. Um, it's all apocalyptic science fiction. Um, and it's basically an anthology. It's it's a collection of 22 short stories from 22 different uh, science fiction, horror, um, fantasy authors. Uh, oh, it's pretty nice. good. It's good stuff. Yeah, really enjoying it. Nice, man. So man. Nice, man. yeah, I, a, no, I, a novel that makes that makes sense for you to love a novel, man. You are a reader. You are yep. a reader of books. Indeed, indeed, makes I sense. am. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. How about you? What are you freaking thinking about? Uh, I I should have the rest of the home repairs uh, to my house from the hail damage done by the end of the week. Uh, I got the roof and gutters on uh, last week. They're coming out to do the siding this week. I just picked up a uh, new rolling door for my shed to replace the rotted out wooden one. And I'm going to get some new siding on the shed. So a lot of uh, updated repairs done to uh, the old house that I live in here. So I'm really excited about that nice yeah yeah it's it's weird that when you get to a certain age in life that uh home repairs become uh your happiness yeah i feel that i feel yeah like normally like you know like as a younger age i keep thinking to myself like man i can't wait till next year because next year i'll be able to drive or next year i'll i'll be 18 or i can't wait till i'm 21 the only thing i'm focused on next year is once it gets warm out i gotta stain my deck and i gotta sand and repaint my back door Yep. I tell you, you know, that's I know it's a weird thing. One of the things I'm most looking forward to when it comes to eventually being a homeowner mm-hmm. is uh, mowing my lawn. I miss mowing the lawn. Well, Joe, you can always come on and mow my grass. I would I would love to. I'm not going to lie. It's one of my favorite chores. I have a rider and I have beer. You could live the country life if you'd like. I'm about it. I'm about right? it. Right? Because you could ride around and mow my grass while I weed whack and I'll get it done twice as fast. Yep, that's true. <laughs> but, all right, guys, as we wrap up here, I just want to remind you all that uh, FreakNet Studios is out there. JFW, this freaking show, and the gray area all come together. We are going to have a YouTube uh, channel soon. We're going to start uploading videos. We'll let you know when that uh, drops. But uh, make sure you get a hold of us on Facebook or at this freaking show at yahoo.com if you have any questions or comments about the show. If you want to be a guest on your show, we welcome anyone to come on the show to talk about any projects they have going on, whether it be artists, uh, cosplayers, um, musicians, uh, movie creators, uh, game creators. We've had a plethora of them on. And we're going to get some lined up to come up here shortly. And that's all I got for you. So as always, I am Travis And I'm Cartoon Joe. And thank you for listening to another episode of this freaking show. I'm out.